0: Welcome. In this episode of How We Got Here, we're going to look at the Houthis of Yemen who have recently been in the news for attacking ships in the Red Sea. A little geography is helpful. The Tigris and Euphrates rivers run across Iraq and empty into the Persian Gulf where also pipelines end. Oil from Iraq, Kuwait, and Iran is put on tankers and shipped south past Bahrain, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, and through the Strait of Hormuz into the Gulf of Oman in the Indian Ocean. Turning west, the oil tankers sail around the south side of the Arabian Peninsula, along the coast of Oman, into the Gulf of Aden, then along the coast of southern Yemen an area controlled by anti-Houthi forces. Then tankers turn the corner of the Horn of Africa past Somalia, Djibouti, passing through the dangerous and narrow 14-mile-wide Bab-el-Mandeb Strait, continuing north into the Red Sea. This is where the ships sail with the African coast on the west, passing Eritrea, Sudan, and Egypt, but on the east, passing the Houthi-controlled coast of northern Yemen. If the ships get past this point, they continue up the Red Sea till they get to Egypt and the Sinai Peninsula, where they go through the Suez Canal and into the Mediterranean, where they deliver their oil to Europe or continue their route to America. 15% of the world's maritime traffic travels this route. But as the Yemen Houthis attack oil tankers, the only alternative route is to sail around South Africa's Cape of Good Hope, adding an additional 2,000 miles to the trip. This consumes much more fuel and drastically increases the costs of products shipped. According to Open Door's World Watch List, the countries passed along the Arabian Peninsula are listed as some of the most dangerous places for Christians in the world. Somalia ranks number two, Eritrea number four, Yemen Number five, Sudan, number eight, Iran, number nine, and Oman, number 31. But this hostile environment was not always the case. Yemen has a long history. According to the Bible's Table of Nations in Genesis chapter 10, Noah's son Shem had a great grandson named Eber an ancestor of both Israelites and Arabs. Eber's son Joktan migrated into Arabia. Joktan's son Yarub is possibly the origin of the name Arab. Additionally, everyone knows Abraham and Sarah had their son Isaac, and also Ishmael by the Egyptian slave Hagar, but after Sarah died, Abraham had another wife named Keturah, whose name means incense. Abraham and Keturah's sons were Midian, Midan, Ishbak, Shua, Zimran, and Yakshan. The sons of Yakshan were Dedan and Sheba. Sheba migrated into the Arabian Peninsula to the furthest west corner. To the area known today as Yemen. Sheba is the oldest and most important of the South Arabian kingdoms. The people of Sheba were called Sabaeans. They considered themselves the original Arabs and viewed Ishmaelites as northern Arabs. Around the year 1750 BC, the time of Abraham, The Sabaeans began building near their capital city of Marib an enormous dam to collect rainwater from the periodic monsoons. The dam, built with the same precision as the pyramids, was 50 feet high and nearly 2,000 feet long. It was located where several mountain valleys joined together at Wadi Sabah. Awadi is an area of dry creek beds that fill up with water during heavy rains. The Marib Dam was considered one of the wonders of the ancient world. Canals from it channeled water to irrigate 50 square miles, creating a garden oasis. It was repaired several times and functioned successfully for over a thousand years. Sheba was renowned for aromatic resins, frankincense, and myrrh, which was their most profitable trade. Sheba was on the caravan trade routes from Egypt, south through Sudan to the Horn of Africa, across the Bab-el-Mandeb Strait to Sheba, then by ships over to India. The histories of Sheba and Ethiopia are intertwined, being just a short 14-mile distance across the Red Sea from each other. For centuries, both Sheba and Ethiopia were ruled by the same kingdom. Josephus wrote in Antiquity of the Jews that Moses gained fame as a prince in Egypt for conquering Saba, which was possibly Ethiopia, on the African side of the Bob L. mondeb straight from Sheba. Some believe Moses and the Israelites wandered 40 years, not in the tiny Sinai Peninsula, which is the size of the small state of West Virginia, but instead in the Arabian Peninsula, which is nearly five times the size of Texas. Archaeologist Dr. Doug Petrovich proposed that the Ten Commandments were given to Moses in the Paleo-Hebrew script, and that in their wanderings, the Israelites may have influenced the Sabaic script of ancient South Arabia. Both have phonetic consonants, no vowels, and are read from right to left. The Sabaic script possibly influenced the development of the Yez language used in Ethiopia and Eritrea. Around 970 BC, the Queen of Sheba traveled by a caravan from either Yemen side or the Ethiopian side to Jerusalem, where she visited Solomon. Sheba was called Arabia Felix, or Arabia Fertile, by the Greeks and Romans. Sheba was considered a type of Paris, a prosperous cultural center of the ancient world. Beginning in 400 BC, the Aschamite Kingdom ruled Ethiopia. The New Testament account, according to the Ethiopian Orthodox Tewahedo Church tradition, was that an Ethiopian Jew, the eunuch treasurer of Queen Candace, was baptized as a follower of Christ by the disciple Philip. In the highlands of Sheba, later called Yemen, a Himyarite kingdom began in 110 BC and invaded Saba, in 25 B.C., then around 200 A.D., the African Askomite Kingdom of Ethiopia crossed the bab el Mandeb Strait and took, captured western Yemen in Arabia. A Sabean-Hamurite alliance drove the Askomites out. Then the Himyarites proceeded to conquer the Sabeans, taking full control in 280 A.D., A Hamurite king at the time was named Shamar Yarish, from whose name Yemen is thought to have been derived. A large group of Sabaeans called Gassanids fled from the Hamurites and their conquest of Yemen and migrated to Syria in the year 220 AD. There, the Gassanids converted to Christianity and had a significant kingdom which lasted for over four centuries until being conquered by Muslims of the Rashidun Caliphate in 638 AD. In 354 AD, the Christian Roman Emperor Constanius II sent missionary Theodolphus the Indian to request permission of the Hymurite king to build a church. On the African side of the Red Sea, the Ascomite Empire of Ethiopia continued to grow to control the Horn of Africa, Sudan, Somalia, Eritrea. Eritrea is the Greek name for Red Sea. In 316 AD, the Ascomite king Izana had a Christian slave named Frumentius who shared the gospel with him. Izana converted to Christianity. Frumentius was appointed the first bishop of Axum and called the apostle to Ethiopia translating the New Testament into the Yez language. Gold coins from King Izana's inscription have been discovered, some before his conversion with a pagan motif, and some after his conversion with a Christian motif. Ascomite coins were found as far away as Israel and India. In the 3rd century, the prophet from Persia, Mani considered the Askamite Empire as one of the four world powers next to Persia, Rome, and China. In Yemen, there was a king of Saba and Himyar named Abu Karib. He was a polytheist. Around 380 AD, he led a military expedition a thousand miles north, where he took control of Yatrib, also called Medina. He left his son as governor and continued further north. When he received word that the inhabitants of Yatrib had killed his son, Abu Karib returned and wreaked havoc on the city. During the siege, Abu Karib fell ill. Jewish scholars used their knowledge of medicine to heal him and then begged him to stop the siege. Abu Karib agreed and soon after converted to the religion of Moses. He proceeded to Mecca, where he almost destroyed the Kaaba, but hesitated. His nephew converted to Judaism and was left in charge of both Mecca and and Yatrib Medina. Yemen's Himyarite Kingdom adopted Judaism as its state religion in 384 AD, thereby eliminating Byzantine influence. It's hard for people to think that for nearly a century and a half, Yemen was a Jewish Kingdom. In 514 AD, the Jewish Himyarite Kingdom was persecuting the Christian minority. When news reached the Byzantine emperor Justin I, he asked the Christian Aschamite King Caleb to invade the Himyarite kingdom of Yemen to rescue the Christians. The Christian Aschamite kingdom then proceeded to conquer Yemen around 525 AD. It's hard for people to think that for a half a century, Yemen was a Christian kingdom. In 570 AD, the Persian Sasanin. Empire sent an army which invaded Yemen and drove out the Ascomites. Now Yemen was ruled by a Persian kingdom which had a Zoroastrian religion mixed with Manichaeism, a belief which includes elements of other religions. The same year, 570 AD, possibly due to neglect during the wars, Yemen's Marib Dam broke releasing a torrential flood that devastated the country. This crippled Yemen's economy to the point it never recovered. An estimated 50,000 people migrated away to other countries. Persia's presence in the Red Sea also caused the Askamite Empire to decline. In 615 AD, the Askamite Empire allowed Muslim refugees to shelter there. But then in 630 AD, Muhammad sent a naval expedition led by Umar to attack it. Following Muhammad's death, the Rashidun Caliphate conquered Yemen. The Askimite Kingdom continued to rule Ethiopia till 960 AD. In the 16th century, the Ottoman Empire exerted control over the Red Sea coastline. European powers attempted colonies in East Africa on the Red Sea. From 1884 to 1967, the French controlled an area of Ethiopia called Somaliland. From 1885 to 1918, Germany had an East African colony near Tanzania. In 1889, the Russian Nikolov Ivanich Achenov attempted to establish a settlement near Somaliland, but was thwarted by the French. There was an Italian Somali which included Mogadishu, from 1892 till after World War II. Italy invaded Ethiopia in 1895, resulting in 10,000 killed. Italians invaded Ethiopia again and ruled the country from 1935 to 1941, but had to relinquish control after World War II. After World War II, Eritrea was administered by the British till 1952 when the United Nations designated it as part of Ethiopia. Fundamental Muslims, with the help of Egypt, formed the Eritrean Liberation Front, which won Eritrean independence in 1991. In northern Yemen, there were the Zayed Shiites. From the 9th century on, they fought the Umayyad Muslims, the Wahhabis, and the Ottoman Turks. With the fall of the Ottoman Empire in 1918, the Zaydis formed the Muta Waqilite Kingdom in Northern Yemen ruled by an Imam Monarch. In a border war in the 1930s, Yemen lost territory to Saudi Arabia. When President Harrius Truman sent the first American diplomat to the Muta Waqilite Kingdom of Northern Yemen, he reported that there were no roads, no legal system, and no medical facilities. The Zaydist monarch let no foreigners into the country unless they were doctors to treat him. Truman argued for Yemen to be admitted into the United Nations in 1947. In 1962, backed by the Soviets, they overthrew the Zaytis and who were backed by Saudi Arabia and Israel. In 1967, after Egypt lost the Six-Day War with Israel, Egypt and Saudi Arabia reconciled and were no longer interested in Yemen and their civil war. The Zaidi General Saleh came to power in northern Yemen in 1978 and he ruled for 33 years. South Yemen had been a British colony from World War I till 1968 when a communist government came to power. When the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991 So did South Yemen's Communist People's Democratic Republic of Yemen, allowing Saleh to unite North and South Yemen. When the 1991 U.S.-led Kuwait-Iraq war began, Saleh favored Saddam Hussein. In response, President George H.W. Bush supported Saudi Arabia as it expelled over a million Yemen workers and cut off aid to Yemen. In 1994, Saleh survived a Saudi-backed civil war. In 2000, when al-Qaeda attacked the USS Cole, Saleh suddenly switched sides to align with Saudi Arabia and the U.S. against al-Qaeda. Hussein al-Houthi criticized Saleh for siding with the U.S. and Saudi Arabia, and he organized the Houthi opposition. In 2001, President George W. Bush met with Saleh. When Bush invaded Iraq in 2003, the Houthi became anti-American, calling themselves Ansar Allah, supporters of Allah, with the slogan, Allah is great, death to the U.S., death to Israel, curse the Jews, and victory for Islam. Though different in their Shiite beliefs, Lebanon's Iran-backed Hezbollah began helping the Houthis in Yemen because both Hezbollah and the Houthis hated Saudi Arabia, hated the U.S., and hated Israel. International investigations reveal that the Houthis raped and tortured and prostituted women. In 2004, Saleh, with the help of the Saudis, launched a military campaign which killed Hussein al-Houthi. Then the Houthis, with the help of Hezbollah and Iran, began winning some battles against Saleh and the Saudi army. In 2011, the Arab Spring resulted in an uprising against Saleh. Saudi Arabia decided the answer was to pressure Saleh into resigning and replace him with his vice president, Hadi, a Sunni Muslim from southern Yemen who had been trained in Russia. In a strange twist, in 2014, the Houthi switched to collude with the ousted Saleh to oppose Hadi. They took control of northern Yemen in 2015, the same year that Salman became the new king of Saudi Arabia. Houthis opened direct air travel between northern Yemen and Iran in exchange for Iranian oil. Houthis captured the main Yemen port at Hodaya, then marched toward the southern Yemen capital of Aden, the largest port on the Indian Ocean. The Saudis and the U.S., under both Obama and Trump, backed Hadi against Saleh and the Houthis, implementing an air and naval blockade. Saudi allies of Bahrain, Qatar, Kuwait, UAE, Egypt, Jordan, Morocco, and Sudan joined in the coordinated attack against northern Yemen and the Houthis. Over 100 bridges and a third of the country's roads were destroyed. This created a humanitarian crisis. All sides were accused of war crimes. When Saleh signaled that he was considering switching sides again to align with Saudi Arabia, he was assassinated in 2017. The 100,000 Houthis claim that they are fighting the Saudi-American-Israeli conspiracy, resulting in them working closer with Hezbollah in Iran. In 2021, the U.S. designated the Houthis as a terrorist organization, but President Joe Biden quickly reversed this. In 2022, Iran-backed Houthis fired missiles at Saudi allies, including Abu Dhabi and the United Arab Emirates. Hadi, relinquished power to Yemen's presidential leadership council, led by Rashad al alimi In 2023, following the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel, the Houthis began to fire missiles at Israel and attack ships in the Red Sea off the coast of northern Yemen. In January of 2024, the Houthis were again designated a terrorist organization. The U.S. and the U.K. conducted a few airstrikes, against Houthi targets which did little. The conflict in Yemen holds the ominous possibility of sparking an international crisis. Before being assassinated, Saleh, the Yemen leader for 33 years, described ruling Yemen akin to dancing on the heads of snakes. Though there are no clear solutions, I hope this episode of How We Got Here gives at least a little background. To the news headlines of the Houthis in Yemen, God bless you.